Um, which so is if why you don't breastfeed, you're ready to have another baby? For sure, earlier. Okay. A so, lot, so a lot earlier. So if I was on formula, yes. we'd, you'd be pregnant now? Yes. <laughs> With the way that we do it, yes. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't tell her, show her. Your life is all about experiences. It's like, how come the baby doesn't cry? <laughs> the craziest part. She is her happiest. We have come loaded. The Modern Parenting Podcast. We're proud parents. Welcome back to another episode here inside of the Modern Parents Podcast. My name is Lynn Trin. I am your host and I have my beautiful, beautiful wife, Carrie Lee, who is going to be our co-host. Carrie Lee, how are you? Partner in lockdown. I'm How good. are you doing? I'm great. Fantastic. This is a little bit awkward. We're, um, we just saw each other like 15 minutes ago, so not much has changed. Not much has changed at all, but we're here in episode four and we want we to discuss- have some topics to yes. talk about. Yes. What are they today? Last what? week you- mentioned something at the very end of our conversation which leads in really nicely to today's topics mm-hmm. of the struggles that we have mm-hmm. as man and woman that is correct uh, but first before we begin can we give my haircut some appreciation this is like look at that i've got this little thing happening here self this li- manscaped this, this little self manscaped groomed uh, thing happening here. and also appreciation to amazon which delivered in half a day or something Ridiculous, right? and when we don't live close to the depot or whatever we live pretty far out we're very far out have you had your haircut no, no. i need one though but like we talked about last week on the podcast women you can't really tell yeah so and hairdressers are charging a lot i got a i got a email um, the other day because the lockdown now has eased just a tiny little bit that we can see hairdressers and they're like and fair and fair enough i mean lots of roots are probably how like much how much were these oh they were saying uh, please expect two to three times the amount that two you would to three pay. times yeah two to three times high demand i already think my haircuts are already expensive enough like 60 dollars for a cut Mine. So two to three times is looking at. It's free now. 120 to 180. <laughs> Look at this. But I got this little side thing happening. Wait, I'm on the wrong side. This little side thing happening because I realized that as it was getting cut, that line, the little fade was moving closer and closer and closer. <laughs> and then it was going to move to this place where it was right in the center of my head. So we got some growth happening. This is actually a really interesting topic. This is called the drift and how things slowly over time drift. <laughs> slowly but surely. He goes bold. I'm not going bold, actually. I'm very unbold. And fingers crossed it stays that way. <laughs> 30 and unbold. So in, in today... Uh, We're going to explore the role of a man, the role of a woman. Yeah. We'll start with the role of a man. Well, yeah, we, we kind of want to... I, I kind of want to go in and, and I never really had a deep appreciation uh, for parenthood like last year. Um. If you were to ask me last year what I would have done with O, what I would have done as a parent, I'm like, I'm totally going to hire a nanny. I'm going to have a full-time chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have people in place to look after everything and everything's going to be easy. Like, and all these people that are complaining, well, you're complaining for nothing. You always have a choice. And and I think like a lot of my perspective Money solves all the problems, right? Because you can buy all solves. these employees and- <laughs> Did she just say that? You can buy all these employees. You can hire- 
these slaves to work. No, no, that's not what that's 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 really not the case. That uh, that's happened here with 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 me, and I'm I'm actually surprised myself. What were your assumptions uh, when I was pregnant, and your having these thoughts about, all right, so 2020 is going to look like this for me. Mm. My assumptions was that you'd do all the work. (laughs) My assumptions were that you would do all the work. Great. We're honest. uh, Yeah. Straight up. What does does all the work mean? So the assumption assumption that I had was, you know, you'd, you'd take care of O and I would take care of business. I would handle my shit in business and you would take care of O and that we were very clear on the lines and, and you know, um, I as a man would, would, would be able to uh, have her at, at the moments that a man has her in the morning at nighttime and then she's with mummy the rest of the day. That yeah. was kind of my notion that I went into, uh, into it with. Not, that not was that like was the moving picture that you were playing. You'd yeah. see her a little bit in the morning. You would then go to work. Correct. In your correct. My, in your room. I worked at, down in down in the room in the house, the end of the house. Yep. And then you'd Keep come back at the end there. of the day. Correct. Hang out with her. Yes. Ask me what developments she's had. Correct. For the day. Get the update. Yep. High five. Smash out the day. Life is easy. Uh, uh, it, it obviously hasn't panned out that way because number one, working working from home is quite difficult when you have a family. Like I find it really difficult because number one, we're locked down. Um, but number two, even if we weren't locked down and we were working from home, it's quite difficult because there are boundaries. Like when when you wake up and I know that they're awake, so I try to get up earlier than them and then I hear her and O get up at about 6.30 there's just this, there's there's just this thing inside of me that wants to go out and say hello and play mm-hmm. with O because it's it's so much, um, there's so much life and it's so fun, like O's really fun, like uh, she's a really really fun child. We all have a lot of fun together as a family, and the the biggest struggle that I'm finding right now is having the discipline to be able to have boundaries so that when I'm working, I get work done. And then when I'm playing, I'm, I'm actually playing with you guys and I'm focused and I'm present, like finding that balance and then not going back to work, but then completely shutting you guys out and then focusing on work and then getting into work. And then at times going, Oh my God, I'm, I feel like procrastinating. Holy shit. I've only got an hour left. Oh my God. And then there's panic because right now, more than ever, time has become such a valuable thing and every second counts. So you didn't assume that you would enjoy being a dad as much as you do. No, I didn't. And that a baby would actually be as fun as they are. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I, I really, like, I, I think as a man, and I'm going to generalise here, but as a man, like, I, I didn't really feel like a father until three months in, four months in. When she could actually look back at me and go, hey, like, you know, she's not a baby. She's not an infant just in her little uh, in her little suit. She had a little suit that she, she would have a suit where she was just stretched out wide like this. And it was almost like a uh, a prisoner straitjacket that she was just, she had to help. But, you know, when she could actually just acknowledge me in a smile and when she was receptive to, to understanding that, hey, I, I am a little uh, different to mother. She still plays with my nipples, by the way. She tries to, tries to see if there's any milky out of them. 
and it's it's it's, it's really funny. Hilarious. It's very cute. She sucks yeah. on them and and nothing. She's quite very disappointed. <laughs> but I think at about three months, it doesn't like it kicks in. You're um, right. I think the science behind it is that the first trimester of being in the world, they call it a fourth trime- trimester of pregnancy in uh, a way for the for the baby because the baby doesn't realize they're their own self. They yep. still think that they're the they're an extension of me basically. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize, "Oh, I Yeah, I never I never really got I that when me. you I never yeah. really got that when you said there's a fourth trimester. There's a, there's a fourth trimester, and and does she know that she's her own? I'm like, of course she's her own. Like to me, yeah. Like, you kept on going. Oh, I think she kind of figured it. Figured, she's she's figured out that she's her own body. Um, and I I never got it. Mm, mm. And I think fatherhood didn't kick in. Like fatherhood, being a dad didn't kick in until. Uh, about three, four months. When she realised that she is her yes, own? Yes, when she was at her own and she was responding to me and we were having our own relationship. Prior to that, she's just with you. Yep. And uh, I think there are a couple of, like there are just some big struggles in, in the sense that because she's brought so much fun, joy to my life and and you know, she's the person that's not going to judge me. She's the person that I'm going to be crazy with, that I'm going to be fun. It's almost like a clean slate. You go into this brand new relationship and she's crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, you, she doesn't care about the past. She doesn't think about the future. She's not anxious. All she cares about now. And, you know, it's it's amazing because you go into this with another human being, There's it's a clean slate. You know, it's it's so pure. And so there aren't any stories of how she perceives me. She, you know, we we're joking this morning where she was in the room and I was like, she was having so much fun in the room and then she, Carrie had to put her to bed. She was crying for a bit. She she, she wasn't crying, but she was we upset. We call it Mau Mau. Mm, she has a little Mau Mau. So, so it's a little like a whinge. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not a cry. Yeah. It's just a little, ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit of a whinge and then, but she moves on so quickly. Like, so she doesn't hold on to that. And, and that's great. That's, that's just brought me, it's kind of activated something inside of me that has been, you know, they, you know, I, I used to like listen so much to people that would talk about your inner child, people that would talk about your inner spirit, people that would talk about, you know, on all these airy fairy different topics of energy and connection and law of attraction and and it would all mingle together and I was just like this is just shit I, I don't get it I couldn't see the power so, of now yeah like you know you'd have these guys like Eckhart Tolle who I read his book uh, earlier on in 2015 and I just I couldn't get it it was like going into a brick wall I didn't get it and it's this, it's the saying that when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Mm. Like you don't get things because you're not ready to receive them. I wasn't ready. Um, Who knew that a baby would be your teacher? I know, right? Of all things. So <laughs> I, I, I really think the struggles of, of being a parent or, or a father here is, is being able to work and focus on doing what I need to do as the producer, as the hunter, to be able to do that and then at the same time come home uh, and also be connected to you guys, not feel like I missed out. Mm. Because the resistance for me is going, oh, I don't want to work so hard because I don't want to miss out. 
you know, and, and there's two ends of the spectrum. So for me, for me right now, I feel like, fuck, if I work on something, it better be important. Like if I'm going to have a conversation to somebody, then the, it, the, it's, it's time taken away from, oh, it's time taken away from you and, and, and the family. Right. And, and for me, if the conversation sucks, I like my, my, my tolerance has gotten for dealing with crap a lot, a lot, uh, like I don't tolerate dealing with crap. So, you know, if I'm, I'm not feeling like this isn't going to be the best and most leveraged thing to do, I, I probably won't do it. If it's not the most highest use of my time, I won't do it. I am less tolerant of, of uh, average inside of my business right now because I don't want to have to do things twice, three times, four times again. So I think those are those are some of the changes that I've experienced in in this. It's and it's 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 hard because I do want to be a really good father. Like I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to outsource the caretaking to a nanny. I want to be there. Mm. At the same time, I also don't want to give up uh, the growth of the business. I also want to be there. So, you know, being able to uh, being able to spend six hours a day with you, and then being able to spend a, a six, five, six hours on the business, and then having my time, and then your time, and then sleep, it it requires a lot of it requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of focus. And at times, I find myself failing because. I do 50-60% and I know I need to be doing 50-60% in business in both in both so let's say I've got 6 hours dedicated to you and oh I'm I'm really there like I I ask myself did I really use that 6 hours to its most did I did I did I milk mm. did I squeeze the lemon did I squeeze the juice out of those 6 hours and then and then I ask myself oh my god like I've got 6 hours to to work or 5 hours to work did I really squeeze the juice and if I didn't, then because this, you don't get any more time, what you what you do get is you get, was it effective use of the time? So how do you know when you're effective and you've squeezed the lemon dry? Mm. And what do you do to to try and create that environment for you yeah. where it's 100% on both? It's, it's crazy. I, I, I think the first thing is, you know, we, we often joke because it takes me about two hours to boot myself up in the morning <laughs> every day. That's like a fair we, awareness. It's like, an operating, it's, 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 yeah, it takes me about two hours to get myself even ready for the day. And what I mean by ready is, you know, I used to wake up and I used to pull out Facebook and I would jump on Facebook ads and I would mm -hmm. start writing an ad and I'd be looking at the campaigns or I'd be into a funnel and that led me on to a very reactive path. And, and this was what, 2015, this was a couple of years ago. And I would just do, and I was so good at doing, but I was never doing the most highest use thing of my time. I wasn't doing the most strategic thing. And the reasons why I could get away with that was because I had so much time and yet I was so busy. And mm, what that was really showing me was that it was showing me a laziness of planning and preparation. So, you know, when, when you ask what does it take to squeeze out the juice to to be present as a father and and to to work? Um, the first thing is in, intentionally planning what you want to achieve this week and finding what needs to get done and and nothing more. 
And it's really just setting clear outcomes for what needs to get done for the quarter, what needs to get done for the month, what needs to then get done for the week, then what needs to get done every day. And then it's using the daily plan that I have to make sure I put blocks in to get it done. The, the times that I feel like I don't get it done then comes down to an execution problem. Like it comes down to when I, I go into my room when I start writing, but I draw a blank. Mm. And I go, oh my God, like, fuck, I've got 30 minutes to do this. Oh my God. And then it creates panic. Mm. And then he goes, oh my God, is Kara, you procrastinate? And then I'll start texting you. And you'll text me back. And then, and then not before long, we're having this conversation, 30 minutes is done. And it's O time because she's awake. You know, and this can happen so quickly. And and what happens is when this happens, what would wait? Let's go back a little bit because mm-hmm. you say that you take two hours to boot up in the morning. Yeah. What does that actually look like versus waking up with Facebook as the first thing that you yeah, check, w- waking or up with your Slack ads. or Facebook, or or, yeah. or dealing with a, a a fire that I need to put out? I think because how do you find the two hours that you've taken to yeah. you know boot up? And people go in to be like that man. That's that's unproductive. Yeah, correct. Correct. I, I would look at myself and go, that's really unproductive. I also know the consequences and the, and the reasons why uh, the reasons why I, I spend so much time on myself and my thoughts, and I call it having a mental shower, right? But I didn't, I, I didn't do this uh, earlier on. A couple of years back, I wouldn't do this. I, I didn't think it was important. I thought it was a waste of time. And so what happens is the analogy was, you know, I'd wake up, I'd get straight into the fires, I'd be in building a funnel, be on Slack, I'd be replying to clients, I'd be on Facebook ads. And what would happen was I would get to this point at the end of the week where uh, I, I wouldn't be feeling right. I would be very volatile. And you and I would have a conversation and you would want to go out because Kerry would always always ask me, hey, Lynn, like, what are we doing this weekend? That was the question that I hated the most because I'm like, what do you mean? What are we doing? We're just doing the same thing that we've been, always been doing, which is the same thing, which is just waking up, working, hanging out with each other, being happy, going for a walk. And, and But Kerry didn't want that. She wanted something else. And so that question always brought on a bout, bout of anxiety. Like every time you asked it, I was just like, oh. I would almost get defensive. What do you mean? What are we doing? We're just we're doing what we did last week. What did we do last week? We're going out for brunch. Do you want brunch? Where do you want brunch? Okay. And 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 Carrie always. You, do you remember when you were always asked me for a plan? Like, what's the plan this weekend? You know. And I'm like, I have no goddamn plan. My plan is day by day. And because I didn't have a plan, and because I didn't actually boot up, um, I didn't boot up properly. I would do things and there was this satisfaction of getting things done because I'm like, oh my God, I'm winning. I'm doing so much. I'm plowing through so much work. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't actually get to the place that I actually wanted to be. What was some of the work that you do? What, what, what kept you busy? I could, I could spend, like a couple of years ago, I could spend all day writing 10, 12 ads and then feel like, and then, and then go, and then do you remember like the days where I would just be on Facebook all day and, and then I'd be Not, fixing one little headline? Yes, that was what I remember. It was the one word that you would spend hours on. Trying to optimize the headline to, yeah, to increase conversions. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I could do all that all day. 
And I told myself it was important because it is important, but it's not really that important. Like, is it something I'd focus on now? Absolutely not. It's not that important. But it's important at the time because I've got nothing else to do. Little did I realize that, but I had so much on. Mm. So, so I would just spend a phenomenal amount of time perfecting like little words inside of the final st- because everything to me was important, right? Um, and I could spend all day writing ads and I could spend all day looking at trying to gamify the system and, 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 and do all these things that I thought was important to, to, to grow and, mm-hmm. and to get clients online. Then I would go into a spiral because you'd ask me what we're doing for the weekend. And when I realized that I hadn't actually moved forward that week because I had spent so much time dicking around doing other stuff, um, I would go into panic mode with you in life. And then so I would quickly try to band-aid it by going, okay, we're, we're going to go out for dinner tonight. And um, and then if I took you out to brunch, then that was it. And then, you you know, I always felt like you kept wanting more. And I was like, I, I don't know what she wants. And it, it was because I wasn't there. I wasn't, I wasn't actually there for you uh, emotionally to listen to, to, because I was so caught up trying to figure out myself because I had so much time to be lazy and, and because I had so much time and because there wasn't any boundaries, there wasn't, Oh, there wasn't our sleep time. There wasn't rules in place. It was just, you know, we could kind of run our own thing and do things the way I want to do things. Right. So and now fast forward this morning shower, the mental shower that you yeah, call it. The, yeah. the, the mental What's shower that? is, is really getting myself ready to ask, asking myself, okay, what, what would, number one, what are my thoughts that are on my mind right now? Um, and journaling and reflecting on about that. Anything that's, you know, I've, I've become a lot more energetic or energetically uh, feeling through my emotions, through my energy. And I don't start the day if, I feel a little bit off. I want to make sure I get all my thoughts down on paper. What am I feeling? What are the subconscious thoughts that come up inside of my mind that I'm having? Because that's generally the first thing in the morning. Uh, it, it could be thoughts about money. It could be thoughts around uh, scarcity. It could be thoughts around my employees. It could be thoughts that, you know, I was upset with you last night because of something that you did. All these thoughts that I have, if I'm not feeling right, I don't, I don't go into the day. So I want to resolve all of my thoughts and at least get them down on paper because I want to see them. What have you found when you don't resolve it? It's kind of like an unresolved fight with you where we yeah. kind of think like everything's okay. Yeah. But everything's not okay and we, we, it, it, it doesn't allow me to feel the full experience of, of, of joy, happiness, and it doesn't allow me to be, it doesn't allow me to feel like authentic, great, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in the zone. It doesn't allow me to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Actually, I think that's the most important key. It doesn't allow me to enjoy the journey. Um, when I don't feel, then I shut off my emotions from everything. I become this person that just wants to get shit done and then arrive at a destination and, and not feel. And I've been so good at that prior to having a uh, I think the team would also appreciate the fact that now that you've had O, you've gotten this mental shower and that the getting shit done guy doesn't take it out on them. Mm. 
Correct. You know? I don't. I don't immediately go into my triggers and, yeah. and, and take it out on them. And I think that's a that's something that I've definitely had to learn over time. Um, it's it's to learn how to be a better leader. You know, you're not. I, I think you train to become a better leader, um, and, and nobody is born as a leader. You 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 mm. can build these characters over time, and, and yeah. unless you put yourself in that position, you never get to improve. And so. Number one, it's the mental shower, and then number two, it's it's figuring out what am I going to do today, and and playing this simulation in my mind, uh, I've because because I've realized how important preparation, clarity is, and planning is. I play this simulation in my mind, and I ask myself, okay, what needs to get done today? What needs to happen today in order for it to be the most amazing day, the best day? Mm. What needs to happen with work? What needs to happen with you guys? Mm-hmm. What needs to happen with myself? And then I create a plan. And then once I create the plan, I ask myself, okay, let's make an agreement with yourself. If you agree that to do the following, the seven things on your list, will you give yourself permission to be happy? Like content, that's it. There's there's like, there's no going back. There's no adding more. This is a list. There's no going back and going, wait, but I can sit there and do more because I was always in that mindset of I can always do more. Right, and and if you're always always in that mindset of doing more, and there's always more to do, but you never actually appreciate. Okay, that's what you could have done today, and that's what you're willing to do today, and you don't make that agreement. Uh, I found that I never gave myself that almost permission to to be happy with my progress. To go, you know what, I did what I I did. I know I could have done more, but I'm really happy with where I'm at today. Mm. And if and sure, because you can always do more, and that's the false illusion. And what happens is, then you feel guilty, then you feel you know shame that you, you you're still behind. Mm. You're comparing yourself to where you should be mm. and where you want to be, and you're like, oh, you feel all this guilt and shame about why am I along further. So I definitely also see the other side of it, which is when course. you're content, uh, you're way more present with us. And I know that I don't have anything to be tippy-toeing around and that your energy is free-flowing. It's I got my shit handled. It's calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I got my shit handled. Exactly. There's this this moment, I think as a man, where you either got your shit handled or you don't have your shit handled, right? Like That's the definitive. Like the moment you become a man is a ma- uh, is, is the moment where you, you become a person that can handle your shit. Mm. And if you don't know what that means, then there's a very high chance that you haven't become a man because when you become a man, you kind of get it. You kind of mm. go, okay, I've got shit to handle. I've got shit to handle for Ocean. I've got shit to handle. Am I, I, I've just got, I've got can, can you handle your shit? And there's moments in time where I don't handle my shit and you feel it. You go, dude, like, handle your fucking shit. Like, you're a mess in there. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm a mess in my mind. I'm yeah. a mess in my brain. We go on walks. And it's so funny because Karen and I actually go on walks and she can feel me energy. I can't hide anything from her because it's 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 very funny to see how in tune we are right now. We, we can go for a walk and we're free-flowing. But then when there's something on my mind and I haven't got my shit handled – she knows and she's like, is there something up? And I'm like, no. She's like, whatever. <laughs> and then at, at the at when we get home, she's like, she'll, you'll be like, I knew there was something up because the, the energetic flow between you and I and our thoughts are not there. It's not open. 
Yeah. And anytime it's chat, it's because my mind's switching off or when I don't have my shit handled in business, when I'm worried about something, then I can't openly communicate to you. I'm trying to figure out solutions inside of my brain and my brain as a man defaults to, fuck, I need to fix this right now. My brain defaults to this. Why am I even walking? I should be at home working. There's this, there's this guilt. There's this guilt that I have mm. by not handling my shit. I go, I can't walk. Well, this is a luxury. What the fuck? I should be home. Can't walk with there's you. So, shit. There's so much nonverbal communication when it comes to our walk because it's not about the conversation that we have. It's the way we approach the conversation. It, yeah. And a lot of the times when you are probably in that state of frustration with business, the speed of our walk it's fast. <laughs> it's a fast paced walk. It's like, hurry the fuck up. We're going to get home. Yeah. It's, it's not the flow. It's like we're walking in the middle of the city. We're hustle bustle, just walking with a purpose. Get in, get out. Yeah. You can actually tell by the speed of my walk. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three speeds. Yeah. I got the, we need to get back home because I'm feeling guilty. And what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Like my mind's literally going, oh my God, this is luxury. Oh, I just walk so much every day. <laughs> I should be like, I honestly should be a slave child in my room right now. Just working, right? There's that aspect of me. Yeah. There's another aspect of me, which is the slow, lazy walk, like yeah. extremely slow. Almost procrastinative slow. I'm <laughs> almost, like, hey, almost like, avoiding the work. <laughs> yeah. Almost knowing that I've got work, but I don't want to go home and do it. Yeah, yeah. AKA like this fucking book that I'm writing soon. Yeah, <laughs> I say soon because <laughs> I say soon because I'm procrastinating on it. And then there's this, I think somewhere in the middle is this when we're talking about our vision, we're open, we're flowing yes, and we just have this steady pace to our rhythm. Yes. Yeah. And then sometimes O joins in and she starts talking to us as and well. I think, I think part of this, like part of the strategy after, you know, the morning shower and, and, and the, the morning brain shower getting my thoughts down, resolving issues or conflict inside of my mind, yeah. setting my plan up for what I need to get done today. The the best thing that I've done ever has been walking with you to not only get exercise in, to not only uh, clear my mind, because walking is amazing for mental clarity, but then to be able to communicate to you what's up and connect. And I don't think in Northgate we actually did a lot of walks together. Number one, because it was just too noisy with all the trams and, mm. and the people around and we didn't have any nice places to walk. But now we get to walk along the beach, the the the, the hidden pathways in, in yeah. the little forest. Yeah, we're we still finding here. new routes to walk. Yeah. It's really nice. So I think uh, I think on, on my end, you know, the biggest fear for, for me is feeling like I have to sacrifice quality time with you and O. Or I feel like I have to sacrifice the business uh, to spend time with you and O. Mm. And so I, I, I like I can I can actually see I didn't get this perspective prior because you know when I see other fathers and I go like don't you have to like you know you got to work for your kids you got to like be a role model you got to be a leader you you got to you got to get your shit done. That was I, the assumption you made. That was my assumption. Which is the f- the role of the father is yeah. to make money. The role of a man to work is to produce, is yeah. to hunt. Yeah, the sacrifice to is to be away from the family. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's your number one role. To um, hire a nanny. 
Yeah, to to provide, to pr- yeah. to protect, hunt, and provide, right? And so when I looked at these men that I was coaching uh, to to help them with their businesses, I was like, "What are you doing?" And little did I understand the actual dilemma that they have going on, which is the dilemma I have now, which is, well, I don't, I'm not sure if I really want to work harder because mm. I don't need that much. You start to realize how little you need. Mm. Mm. You start to realize how what 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 the real important things are, what you really want. And I think for me, like what I what I want right now, when I truly ask myself, is I just I want great connection with you and O. I want enough money to buy food to eat quality food quality food i want to be able to pay for a nice roof over my head and when you actually think back to really our core desires that's really it and when you satisfy that level there's no point in chasing more and the hardest part is to go go from good to great i think it really shows the change in your priorities the fact that you rejected the deal of a lifetime on the Cayenne Mm. recently, which Mm. was they reduced that price of the car so much. The previous you would have been like, done deal. Mm. But Mm. this time around you were like, well, Kerry made a mention. Kerry said, you know what? We, we need a bigger car. And I'm like, he gets so trigger happy when I'm 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 like, Oh, cars we need, are, cars a, we need thing, a bigger right? house, or like we need a bigger car. When, like, when Kerry mentions it, when Kerry mentions it, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm in, I'm in on this. What is it? When I mention it, it's like, oh, here's another one of his ideas, right? <laughs> so as Kerry mentions, we need a bigger car. I'm like, all right, what do we want? What, what are we after? And so we had, we need an SUV, and the Tesla was somewhere up there. But I, I, I you're not, not a, ready for a I'm Tesla. A I'm not yeah. a fan. Yeah, not a fan. It's not cool enough. There's no it's, cool factor it's, yet. It's it's cool. It's just it's just I'm not sure about the quality of the car, the brand, the name, you know. So and and we we just bought it. Aka, bought a what does your YouTube reviewer say <laughs> about the car? Aka, you know what? Yeah. A, you know what yeah. do other people think of the yeah, car? Yeah. Really, is is what I'm gonna buy. Um, and we just bought it. Bought a new Macan, and and it's it's been nice so far. And Kerry says we want something bigger because you're in the back seat. You're getting, like, you're getting claustrophobic in the back seat. To be fair, that's definitely a luxury. <laughs> it's my driving, and it is yeah. a luxury. Yeah. So she says we need a bigger car, and I start yeah. looking, and I, I go to the guy that to who bought our car, and I I, I look at the car, and I, I go, hey, what can you do on this car? And now Porsche never like discount. This car is like a three hundred thousand dollar car. And Porsche is really like, hey, we'll give you like five thousand dollars off. And I go, no, that that that's I'm 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 a di- I, I love deals. Like I'm a deal guy. I will negotiate the deal down. Um, How much did you negotiate it down? So I'm like, hey, dude, like we're in a really bad economy right now. Uh, we'll do two fifty. And so they come back and they leave it and they kind of go, no way, we're not going to touch that. And then they call me. And then they go, look, you can't do two fifty. We'll trade in your car, but we'll give this to you for two sixty two. And I'm like to Gary, they're two sixty two, Gary. We're at two sixty two, and Gary's like, uh. and I'm like, ah, uh. because we're not really like, I'm not even sure because the actually, I said get it. Kerry actually no, no, you're right. You did say get it. And as soon as Kerry said get it, I'm like, no, I'm not sure if I want it anymore. There's this weird switch in my brain that said I, I'm not sure if I want it. 
But that also goes to show, so at the moment we are completely debt-free. Yeah. He this is how good his negotiation skills are and this is testament to him. We're not actually paying any mortgage on the house right now. Um, he negotiated for us to live in the house for a year, to not pay rent, to not pay a cent um, of a mortgage or anything like that mm-hmm. for the house. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're literally debt-free in lockdown, in COVID, in amongst this whole chaotic yeah, it's, world. It's, it's and so... I mean, adding adding a, a, a car debt wouldn't be that big of a deal. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be sensible. And yes, so and you're and you've just become so principle based, honey. Oh, the, like the old this is a bit frivolous of us. Yeah. I'm not going to get the car because I'm putting us in a very well, we irresponsible could, we could position. Spending, we could be spending that money to. I mean, look, the the it just didn't make sense. We 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 already have a brand new car. It's a smaller, it's a slightly smaller car. So we'd be paying two hundred and fifty thousand to get just to go from this to this, <laughs> literally, like the insides are the same. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, I sat there and, and look. The whole point was he's now calling me and he's happy to go at two fifty, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want it. And so I, I think a lot of my values have changed as as a father. I think the old me would have gone. You know what, YOLO, we're gonna do this. Yeah. We're and get ourselves and to be to fair, I think eventually second baby I mean, we always want more than one child. So there will be a second baby. Mm. Years on, we probably will reconsider the car. And he says, by that time, I will want the car and I will get it when yeah. I want the car versus it's, this is such a good deal, I'm going to get it. And and I, I think the point the point that we're trying to make, um, not just on my negotiation skills, but I think when it comes to to thinking about priorities and to really, like, really play the long game, to not just go, hey, how yeah. do we enjoy this time now, but how do we set ourselves up for the next 10 years? And how do we have that conversation of what do we need to do and, you know, not not fall into that trap of instantly gratifying ourselves, but going... How do we how do we build a brand? How do we build a business? How do we do something that lasts? And that takes a lot of time and energy. And I think one of the things that I've learned is that cash allows me breathing room, mm-hmm. big time. And we talk about all of the creatures that come up in the head in the morning. Half of the time, it's worrying about cash flow. It's going fuck. Like we've got to get this these numbers up. Uh, this isn't looking good today. This isn't looking good this week. And so when when I have those triggers, it's actually being able to get those thoughts down on paper, tell myself, okay, great, this is is not that bad, and then keep pushing forward. And Do you realise that it's not that bad when you put down facts around cash or do you go it's not that bad because you have a solid plan for cash? Yeah, it's it's – there's, there's almost two things I, I can come up with. So as I as I journal, I, I sit down and I go, okay, what if 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 I wanted to solve this itch right now, what would I need to do, and is it what I want to do? Mm. So I think you you and I are, are trying to build a life that we love. I'm also trying to build an amazing business that I love. I don't want to build a business that simply makes money because it makes money, I want to do something that I'm extremely passionate about 
first and something that I that I truly love and and with people that I love to work with as opposed to working with people that I work with because they're paying me money you know so the, and and the whole dilemma here has really been going life's too short life's too short to do things that you hate um, life's too short with working with people that you hate or clients that you don't like there's not enough money in the world to to take me away from you and o you know she, really to then go you know like six months ago i had to make a decision to go hey like i i this isn't worth it for me anymore mm-hmm. it's not worth it the the amount of money that i'm getting paid isn't worth it because people get to occupy my mental space and rent out my mental uh, mental space inside of my head and i would rather have a clean space for you and i mm-hmm. i appreciate you and 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 that that then becomes okay well if money is a big issue right now the question is well you can you can go out there and anybody can go out there and make some money the question is is it what you want to do with your time uh you can go out there and make some money you can go out there and do anybody can there's opportunity on left right and center online offline right but i think if you want to build something if you want to have the luxury of enjoying something then you have to spend time building it and that that means that you might not make money now in order to get to the thing that you want to get to later does that make sense yeah not really she has a not really look <laughs> so so well it's well th- that's the thing right because then you have to balance the people that want to do something that they love have to balance, and I'm assuming that they're a parent as well, they have to balance the time they spend building yeah. and then the time they spend with their family. Correct. And it's setting that boundary up really clear at the start yeah, of the day. Well, well I mean, there's, what, what happens is if I look at time, I look at I would rather spend a lot of my time building the business and taking my time to build the business that I love than using my time right now to build a business that I don't love but get paid for it mm. and then never never get out of that trap. Yeah. Because the money, when the money gets so good, it's hard to escape. And to your point earlier, I think that you now know that you actually have a lot more time than you used to have. Yes. Even though you do less than what you used to do, yep. there's actually a lot more time that you mm-hmm. can spend doing the one big thing versus the million small, small things. things that don't actually build anything in the future. Yeah, correct. They don't have a, a return on investment yep. of your time. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that's where I'm at in terms of, you know, trying to balance the two. Yeah. Trying to go, how, yeah. do, I, how do I build an amazing business that I love? Um, and at the same time, how do I get to spend as much time with uh, UNO? And, and immerse myself in it and grow in it and not feel like I'm just watching you guys and it's me it's 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 me hunting and protecting for you guys but you guys are just there yeah which is what your dad does which is if we, if we go back to to this your dad you know he's he's a perfect role model of what happens when he feels like he's got a responsibility to make money and provide for you and your mum but he's not in the experience with you and mum yes. 
right? He's like, no, 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 you guys just enjoy. My job is this. Yeah. I'm not allowed to be here. He's already resigned to that, whereas I'm... And I'm that's like, always saddened me that I've never felt like I've had a father figure in my life, even though I've, I highly, highly respect him. All, all my life I've always really respected my dad, but then at the same time he's never gone to any of my school events, any of my milestones, yeah. even to the point of making it to our wedding. It felt like a huge deal for yeah, him to come you to. Were like, he was like, on our wedding day, you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe my dad's taking a day off. Yeah. It, like, and I was like, what do you mean? It's our wedding. Of course he's going to take it out. Yeah, but it's it's to that level of extreme, like I need to provide, I yeah. need to work. I what? think that's what, that's what I saw in you and, and you having dad mm. to go, hey, like, yeah, you know, you don't have that connection, that bond with him, yeah. that fatherly. You, you know it's there and she'll, she'll always say the bond's there. I know my dad loves me. Because she knows that. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you don't ever mention that, hey, uh, I know it's there, but it feels like you can't have it. You can't mm. have the experience. Mm. You can't have the – you can't have both of you guys just sitting down and I couldn't imagine your dad just giggling with you and just like, you know, enjoying in something with you, mm. not mm. not letting you enjoy on your own, yes. him, him looking out from afar. Yes. But him being in the experience – you know, that's really difficult. It's so, yeah, it's very sad to imagine. So I, I think I see that, and and you know, for for oh, uh, I want to be selfishly in the experience with her. Uh, that's that's really for me. And at the same time, it, it would then you know she'll have that as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't want to imagine for her to grow up saying, "I know my dad loves me, but." I know he has to work and he has to do this, so he's yeah. not here. Well, you could easily be the mum that says, "Oh, your daddy, you, sweetie, your ma- your dad has to work. Yeah. Your dad has to." And, and yeah. you know, she could be there going, "Oh, where's he going? Why is he working all the time?" And and it's such rules around. You have to. You don't have to. Mm. What do Nobody you want to. Ocean to learn about the role of a man in a family, the role of her dad, yeah. or the role of the dad? Uh, I think. I think I would want her to think of the role of a man as protector, provider, uh, but also, but also the other side to to fun and comfort and love. Uh, I think protector and provider has has been something that I, I've always believed a role of a man should be, and that's how I was brought up. You gotta you gotta look after your family. You gotta make enough money. You gotta look after your kids and, and so that's you want her to man. know that a man will protect her mm. yeah I, I, I want her oh. to know that she'll she'll be looked after yeah. that her role is is to you know reproduce to have kids and and to to nurture those kids and that's going to take a lot of that's going to take toll on her and her body and her self-identity and that's a big role in itself um but at the same time i also want uh her to have a high expectation of a of a man to go mm-hmm. hey like he also needs to fit my emotional needs. Mm-hmm. Like he just can't be this guy that makes money because, mm-hmm. you know, I see that all too often in 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 men that are hugely successful. They make money and and yet they're hugely unhappy with their relationships and their children and and they don't know what they did wrong. And then when they try to reconnect, it's almost too late because they've just built up 
you know, decades of conditioning and patterns that created the problem in the first place. And it's really hard. Like the older you get, the harder it is to change because you've just got so much built up, up things. So I, I mean, think I think yeah. on that perspective, that's kind of the struggles of, that's kind of my struggles in terms of, you know, trying every day to to be as intentional as possible, and yet every day going, wow, you're failing big time, because I see the world in such a different light. I see I see everything to be like effort, like there's every drop of effort in 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 this in being upstairs with O and looking after her and playing with her. And then as soon as work gets on, then it's like, wow, like the time is on, buddy. You, you got to you gotta write. And if you don't know what to write, fuck, it better be some good shit because like, you know, the, the business is relying on you to, to grow it right now. I also see parents who multitask their children with their phone. And I know that a lot of your work can be on the phone. Mm. And... It's very easy and very seductive in a way to not multitask while you're with Ocean because I know as soon as she's awake, 100% she needs our energy and she can feel our energy. And when we multitask, she can feel it too. And I think it's when parents, they falsely assume that their children can just play on their own and that they don't yeah their children aren't watching because they're watching the telly or they're just playing on their toys but they can feel the energy and i'm really i'm so appreciative of the fact that you are genuinely a hundred percent with her because i think that was one of my fears huge fear Mm. like i was so it's one thing to not be present with me and to you know, see a notification on your phone and click into it. It's another thing when I know that if I feel this way, she must feel it a a hundred times harder because you're all she has in that moment. And she doesn't understand work, Slack notifications, notion uh, to-do lists and things like that, you know, and, and she will just, the one thing that she will think is, do you love me? Or are you paying attention to me? No, I agree. I think that was um, that was a conscious decision that I made uh, to 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 leave the phone away, mm. like to leave it in the room, um, to to be able to go. Hey, during this time, this is a no tech zone. Like, if I'm going to watch TV, then we're going to turn on the TV and we're going to watch it together. Mm. We're going to choose something together. But this is a no tech zone where I. I don't get <laughs> the other day she chose Toy Boy <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, and and I think that's 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 helped the relationship tremendously. And and it was crazy because when you say I, I was mindless with you, I wouldn't even know. Mm, yes, day. exactly. Yeah. So Carrie keeps score. She kind of says, "Oh, you've been so good on. You've been so. You haven't been on your phone." I'm like, I'm never on my phone. <laughs> like in my mind, right? Like. I'm thinking to myself, ah, what are you talking about? I'm never on my phone. Yeah. And she will be able to recall places where I was consciously uh, not aware. And it's crazy. Yeah. I've got a question for you. So now that you know the struggles of the father, mm-hmm. what are the biggest struggles that you've had to face being a mother? 
and and being Kerry and and being my wife and being O's mother and being yourself. I think to start with the role of a woman that I've been brought up with has never been the role of a mother. And so my mom was a businesswoman and and that gave me I'm the only child, the golden child, the one that was going to make them proud, go to uni, all of that. So she she gave me the the personality of independent woman of watching her build a business thriving selling the business and I always thought wow this is amazing like I that's what I want to do as well because she's this strong leader of a woman and she's so independent she doesn't even need dad and you know so I never grew up with a mother on the flip side of that I never had home-cooked meals I never had a mother to nurture to just have girly chats with and um the motherly figure and so I think my presumption going into motherhood was that I would bloody suck at it because I didn't know anything to do with mothering neither did my mom who couldn't give me any guidance yeah, when you, no when you mentoring. you would suck what what do you think you would suck at gosh I think I thought of everything like cooking w- cooking was a big thing yeah cooking was a big thing um not disciplining, but guiding the child, okay. knowing what to do, like saying yes or no, what right. to say yes or no to. Versus you thought you would just be easy and you just thought. Oh, I just I'll thought just I would just be in chaotic, to be right. honest, because what I see as a child is mm. screaming and crying and I don't know what she wants and dummies. Like you didn't really cots. think you could drive the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, – And it's funny because my presumption when I was pregnant was that, cool, first three months I'm going to spend all my fourth trimester with the baby until she realises she's her own. Once she realises she's her own, I'll get back to work. Okay, honey, right. I'll be back at work three months in after. Yes. You know, count you, me you in. You would looked after the baby? Just I mom. didn't think that far. Didn't think that, okay. <laughs> I didn't think that far. I just yeah. thought I could do both. Yeah. I, I thought that because we work from home, I pretty much work in the kitchen. Well, it's easy enough for me to go to the stove, cook something, or just breastfeed while I work. Yeah. Yeah. While she type away on Slack on your iPad. Totally. Mm. And multitask and do all of the things that, you know, we don't do <laughs> now. Um, I didn't think, I also never wanted a nanny. Not because, not? not because we couldn't afford it. Yep. or having those sorts of money, it was because I wanted to do it all on my own because <laughs> right. I wanted to be that mother, the businesswoman. I was like, I'm going to be everything all at once. Would you hire and a nanny? And I'm going to. What, what, are the, what are the rules that if you did hire a nanny, would you hire one? No, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. Um, I think – I think what happens, like what I imagine when I think about hiring a nanny is the there's a separation with the bub 
And this word that we've been using this whole week is our family integration. Uh And when O is integrated with us, it would feel wrong to separate her Mm. with a nanny Mm -hmm. who, for one, we'd have to train her for three years maybe to live by our values and our, our lifestyle and our principles to then guide Ocean with those principles because otherwise I can just see Ocean being split in the way that she thought. Mm. The way that I'm split in the way that I have subconscious patterns that I was raised with my auntie. Right. Split with being raised by my mom who Uh are two very, very different women. They are very different. Yeah. what What are you afraid of? With this nanny. With the nanny, yeah. with this nanny, that yeah, yeah, <laughs> imaginary yeah, nanny. nanny. I Because you know how much time we would have to ourselves with a nanny. Yeah, yeah, totally. It'd be free. I I would honestly, the, the number one key value that I didn't realize that I had until Ocean came out was connection and connection with her, connection with you. Okay. And... My biggest fear is that she wouldn't connect. She won't be able to connect with us. Okay. And the time that we spend away from her Mm -hmm. is the diminishing returns of connection. Right. Because she, what, she's more connected to the nanny? Yeah. The more time that she spends with someone else. And the nanny's kind of giving into her instant gratifying needs. Or are you are you afraid? Well, I don't even know, to be honest, because the nanny could either be really disciplinary. See, I'm afraid or they could be really flexible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But basically, that's the role of the mother, right? To guide right. the boundaries of the baby yeah. and what it what it means to be a human. Yeah. And now, now I'm starting to see, as I do mother, <laughs> do the mother, I'm I'm learning day by day. Right. So she sees me as the guide of knowing hey, is this okay to touch? You know, is this okay to eat? I'd love to eat what you're eating. I'd love to drink what you're drinking. Yeah. Things like that, that I'm guiding her along the way to life. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest fear around the nanny uh, would be the nanny giving the nanny's beliefs of how things mm. should be and telling, oh, different stories about you know, when she grows up, she should want to do this and this is this is what you want to do because this is a good job or, you know, it's small, it's small chit-chat that are her beliefs around this is the type of boy that you want to meet, oh. You know, th- even small remarks like that, like this is the type of boy that you want to meet, which yeah. is the nanny's belief or, you know, this is the type of jobs that you want to get to or this is the school that you want to go to or this is the woman, Any anything that can alter or shape uh a, a, a child's brain, uh, especially when there's so much time spent and especially when O finds, you know, respect or or, or, or understands that the nanny is her caretaker, I think that's my biggest fear. Mm. It's what if O... Zero to seven, yeah. they're the most absorbent beings in the like world. Like a sponge. They, like they absorb everything like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Every single moment of energy that we give to them, they're absorbing. So when I give Ocean an, a sense of energy of fear or anxiety, I remember one time 
we had a fight mm. and <laughs> I was crying and she felt me cry or she saw me cry and she started crying out of nowhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, at that time as well, I couldn't put myself together to put her together. Yeah. And I knew that, wow, the role of the mother is so important yeah. and the role, the emotional rock of me is so important for the upbringing of Ocean mm. because if I'm anxious, I for sure, hands down, I know I will have an anxious baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and going into motherhood, I had a really, really hard time. Uh, breastfeeding didn't come naturally for Ocean and I. We were bottle feeding. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even though you didn't feel that connected, you, you were able to bottle feed. And I do remember at the back of my mind, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that because I thought that's actually a time for you guys to connect to when yeah. you bottle fed her one time. I would pump and then we would feed her the, the milk that I pump out. What's what's been your favorite thing to do with her? Oh my gosh, your every moment thing to do with her. Every moment is my favorite, but it's breastfeeding. Is it breastfeeding? <laughs> yes, I love breastfeeding her. Okay. I love breastfeeding her so much that um you're not going to have a second child. Cuz <laughs> breastfeeding is a natural conception, a co- contraception. contraception. Yeah, it's no. conception. It is a natural conception as well. <laughs> it's a natural contraception. Is it? It is a natural contraception okay. because it tells my body that I still need to care for but, a little one, uh-huh. that it's not ready to produce another little one. Right. Okay. Yep. So it's a natural contraception. Um, which so is if why you don't breastfeed, you're ready to have another baby? For sure. Earlier. Okay. A so, lot, so a lot earlier. So if I was on formula, yes. we'd, you'd be pregnant now? Yes. <laughs> With the way that we do it, yes. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> uh, yes, I just got that guaranteed. one. Like, <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. So, so breastfeeding is your favorite, is it? It's your favorite. This is going a little bit different, guys. We'll have to switch this podcast <laughs> off. So wh- it why is, my why is it? it? Because she gives you she gives you the cutest and the cheekiest. Is it the connection with her in that moment in time, is. like looking it's down so at her little little squirtle eyes? I call it squirtle. Yes, so it's very very intimate. This is, this is our little squirtle. <laughs> squirtle. Uh, Breastfeeding is very intimate. It's there's something amazing about the female body. I mean, we produce milk, which. Carrie was totally shocked when her body produced. She's like, I produce milk. Like, I this know, is amazing. I know. Our midwife the first time expressed me and colostrum or milk came out. Yeah. And we were like, Woo! <laughs> it was it was it, it was amazing. You know what? The very first time you had colostrum, it was almost like a big pimple popping. Like it was yeah. like yeah, that's, uh, that's and you kind hurt of what like it, a pimple. Yeah, that's kind of what mm. like I was like, yeah. Oh my god, this like she's really going in yeah, there for like, that little head. I don't right know as a but like yeah, it was like <laughs> But it was really like yeah, out. it was colostrum. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah. Okay, so so breastfeeding your your favorite because It's because, my favorite oh, because it's so special and I know it's not it's not going to last forever. I'm not in a rush to wean her away from uh-huh. breastfeeding and I think that's one of the fortunate things that we have working from home. Yeah. I say what's working, your, what's but least I'm favorite? just being at home. What's your least favorite? <laughs> feeding her. <laughs> but not breastfeeding her, but yes, feeding her food. Feeding her real food. If Why I could that? put her under my breast, I would just do it all the time. Because she was five. But um, 
feeding her feeding is a skill for both her and I because I think on the one hand when I watch her feeding I I see her struggling to swallow to chew uh-huh. she doesn't have teeth yet still and so the whole in the whole practice of feeding is a real thing and for me as well because I, I would say to you, if I had all the time in the world yep. and this is my limitations of time, <laughs> I I would just feed her whenever she was hungry. Yeah, yeah. Just fully like mouth. It, it mouth, really stresses you out. Mouthful. Uh, like I've seen this many, many times. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a boxing ring. Like it's a boxing match because ding, ding, I will be Mama there. versus ocean. Uh, uh, like you would feed her and then yeah. I was like taking food out of her mouth and giving it to Bella and like screaming and, and punching her hand, pulling her hair out because she's just like, I don't want any more. Mm. But she'll eat because then, uh, you know, you tend to find gaps and it's 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 a really stressful thing for all mums. Um, yeah. You Look, know, feeding I'm, their I'm just I'm just going through this as a learning process because there are moments in time where I think – right, I'm actually learning about this. When I switch my mindset of why aren't you eating to, hey, what can I learn from this? I begin to observe. When I come from a non-judgmental place, I'm observing. And when I observe her, I recognize, right, maybe she's not as hungry today, like you say. Maybe she's just not hungry. And then I'll be able to check the next day on her poo. Okay, she's not just not hungry because she's not pooing. And then that, you know, it, do, it does it's, take time. It's, it's very, very intuitive. Yeah. And sometimes I don't get yeah. it right. Correct. And it, it can be, be very upsetting. I think you've done a great job at not getting yourself too riled up, even though there are always moments. But the, the, like the root cause of all unhappiness is perspective, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. It's expectations. It's, it's expecting yeah. only to eat I and, and having rules. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and if, if those rules get broken, that's when you, you get unhappy. Yeah, I realise like, when I'm like, oh, she's going to eat at this time. So when I feed her at that time, yeah. I expect her to eat. Correct. But, but she's like, Meh, I'm not hungry. I'm yeah. like, excuse me. <laughs> well, well, then because you know it bleeds into the rule of sleeping. She's going to sleep later. And then like, during the night, she's going to wake up and feed and then you're not going to get a good night's sleep and then mm. she's not going to get a good night's sleep and then it affects the morning. And and it's just all of these rules and scenarios that create such a confined space so that when she doesn't feed, it really causes a lot of stress on both of you. Yeah, like there's it's, consequences. It's not, it's not stressful for you yeah. just alone. It's stressful yeah. for her. And I, I look at her and I go, this poor little thing, she, she's really like – She's telling you she doesn't want to eat. Yeah, she doesn't know. Mm. And that's the thing. Like I expect her to know because she's done it for the last four months. But she forgets. She forgets how to eat. Totally. She does. And And she forgets how to walk. She forgets how to crawl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about her forgetting how to crawl. Like she just goes, how did I do that again? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so genuine and it's so innocent. And I'm not like – I'm not judging her for her lack of eating. It's just that I know what happens and the consequences of her waking up through the night. Yep. I know the consequence of her energy. Yeah. And on our walks, like we would walk for 30 minutes and all of a sudden she's like grizzly. She, she gets grizzly. <laughs> yeah, we say grizzly. Grizzly is the best word. And she's like, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. And then she'll try and get eat our fingers and things like yeah. that. What's – and just just off topic slightly, like, what do you then think is the biggest struggle for yourself? 
like carry like your identity because you know generally with mums I think uh, it's so often it's easy to see that when you become a mum you give up your own aspirations your own dreams Mm -hmm. and now you immediately just go all right I'm a mum I look after my baby and that's that's all I am (laughs) I'm a boob yeah it's interesting because I wonder if people wear that as a badge of honor like I've given up I've sacrificed so much for my family. Mm-hmm. I've given up all of my dreams, my aspirations, mm-hmm. my career, mm-hmm. my career. And at the time, um, they're, they're so happy to do so. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just when 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 the kids come sixteen, they leave the house. Yeah, that's when all the divorces happen. Mm. You know, when you go, oh my god, I, I hated you, right, to, to your husband that you hated because like I sacrificed my whole entire life. I'm left with nothing, and that's when they really feel empty. Yeah, yeah. My do you feel that? No, I don't feel empty. No, um, but my my struggle going back to the f- the figure of the independent woman. I've always prided myself in paying, splitting the bill. Have you? Or paying for the bill? Right. As Even well. better. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's great for the guy. For for, <laughs> for the fine dining bill. Yeah, you pay. (laughs) Um, And so going from that to making nothing overnight and even working in the company, like I was a salesperson, I always – You everything. Yeah, like I felt value, you know. Um, But now that you got nothing – now that I make nothing, how, how does that, and I have a very expensive does, hobby of fragrances. Yeah, how does that and and exactly and how, how, has that affected like how does that affect you and and kind of your own uh, you know does it affect your own ego? Does it affect your own identity? Does it make it, you feel guilty? Yeah, it's my ego a lot. Yeah, and does it make you feel vulnerable? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Because my mom. Th- what my mom taught me the most was never rely on a guy. And I think most people that I've dated have really appreciated the fact that I was independent. Did Did you appreciate that I was independent? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Interesting. I wanted you to be, I wanted you to be be the new, be the new, the the, the stay at home wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've had the opposite experience Mm -hmm. where I think a lot of guys that interested or, or dated have appreciated the fact that I was independent. Okay. And I really appreciate the fact that I was independent because then I didn't have to think about what they did as a career. Uh-huh. Like I didn't, I didn't even know how much you made yeah. for the first three years. Yeah, you bought a house with me, and you didn't know how much I made. <laughs> exactly. So mm. like, there was just always this notion of I've I've got it handled, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's my house. <laughs> <laughs> You don't pay, it's mine. Yeah, like I'll buy your half. It's fine. I'll buy you out. (laughs) But now I don't have money and I don't have. have, The way you said it, I don't have money. (laughs) I'm not making money. I'm not thinking about going back to work at any stage. Okay, why not? Have you thought about it? I have. Okay. And when I, just like you, when you weigh up the priorities of yeah, yeah. the car or ocean yeah. or family, yeah. I like I have to be honest with myself because if it is work that I do want to do, yeah. then the nanny has to be an option, yeah. right? 
But I genuinely there's no nanny. When I've thrown myself into motherhood, uh-huh. it's been the thing for me. Okay, it's been the thing that I want to do through and through. Yeah, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to be with Ocean. Yeah, and that integration that we have, it sacrifices my money, <laughs> but. Money is such an I ego. Get, it's such a power play, isn't it? It, it is like power. It's, it's power. Yeah, yeah. Money is power. Money is power. And when you, it's it's so almost liberating to 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 not be owned by it. To go, hey, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that game anymore. My game's knowing what I really want, and what I really want is I want to be a, a, a mother. Yeah, I do. I really want to be a mother because I have struggled with the thought of not making money a lot Mm. ever since I left my job to be in the company. I think I struggled Mm. with that. Mm. Um, But now – I think it's vulnerability, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or not not standing on your own two feet, almost going – Yeah, so I do understand when single mums don't have the capacity and you, how could you have the capacity to be – an amazing mum mm. who's there 24-7 versus the stay-at-home mum 24-7, I think it's just the the mindset that I have of being the best that I can with what I have with Ocean, you know. Yeah. And so like being 24-7 or being a stay-at-home mum doesn't mean that I don't spend my Sundays on my run mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that I don't have my self-care and my self-time because I always ask for it. I ask for what I need. But it's also the main thing is I'm being the best that I can in that moment Yep. for Ocean. And that not necessarily has rules. It just has this flow and intuition and connection with her. That's what I want. That's what I want most out of anything more than money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I totally get you. Uh, I, I think that's this the same struggle, you know, trying to trying to start to go, well, like Ocean is our life and, and you know, she she's the she's the heart of our life that it almost can make you feel like you're complacent. Mm. Because you, you almost feel like, Wow, is this all I need? Surely yeah. this is not all I need, but really, it really is all that you need. Yeah, and there's yeah. a part of you that says no, but I should have more. Yeah, I should, I should be more. Yeah, yeah. And so I can, I can see how, you know, some, some men, some, some women, can, can, almost just settle and and be content with their life the way it is. And I can see how others just continually like. They, they they still pursue their careers because it's it's so strong in their identity they don't want to lose it yeah then they, ha- they then they sacrifice the connection with the children yeah and I think that's what we're striving for right it's yeah. the integration of both of having it's, it all it's trying to figure out how to have both yeah it's uh, it's going I'm going to be the best in that area with that boundary of time yep. and I want to be the best in this area of family with mm-hmm. our boundary of time. Yeah. And the balance of the two is difficult. Yeah. But it's so but it, rewarding. It is. And it requires teamwork. Yeah, totally. It requires teamwork. And it's it if you were to ask me what would I do as a single dad, I I'm like I I would hire a nanny and Ocean would be sleeping in the cot and I'd be getting some shit done, but I would 
I would, I would then naturally feel like, you know, if you were a single mum, you'd work, you'd have your own career, things would be different. But I really feel as an integrated family, you you have your strengths, you have your superpowers, mm. and yours is you know really giving Ocean the love and the attention, being the rock for me, because it requires so much patience. Uh, to to listen to what goes on inside of my brain, especially when I haven't had a brain shower, you know. So it it it's it's definitely a team play, and yet at the same time, me appreciating you for everything that you do, and not and not say, oh, you, but you're just home all day. What have you done? Yeah, I'm like the total you know? modern housewife who like, can't cook. I don't clean. Robocop does more cleaning than I do. Ro- Robocop's the robot vacuum. I mm. I. I just truly can say that I am there with Ocean. Yeah. And that Ocean is my priority. And that's not an excuse to not do any of the other things. It's just that I'm – who am I cooking for? I'm cooking for Ocean. And Mm -hmm. does she like my food? That's what matters. I'm not going to say that I'm the most amazing cook to other people and then Ocean doesn't eat my food, so I'm offended by Ocean not liking my food. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just be simple, be – connected yep be fully holistic with you guys and being flexible you know and going what what are the dynamics of us versus what is the dynamic of a housewife because i'm i've just taken on this role of a housewife yeah technically i am yeah um but I'm a modern housewife who doesn't do any of this stuff <laughs> <laughs> i also don't watch tv so yeah. then you ask me what am i doing <laughs> so i'm like I do ocean. <laughs> what's 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 the biggest lesson you've had this week? Just my to wrap, biggest lesson. Yeah, I'm going to wrap up this podcast with Kerry's biggest lesson of the week. Mother, mother Kerry. I this might open a can of worms, but my biggest lesson is that I have to be super super aware of my triggers at ocean. Because that she's becoming very <laughs> super cheeky <laughs> and she spits her food. She, she will sometimes cry on top of her lungs to not eat. And there is this tiny little monster inside of me that thinks, you little brat. And... There is a split moment where I'm like, I could hit you right now. Yeah, wow. And yeah, that's a can of worms, right? And nothing eventually happens. I, the next moment is, gosh, like woman, you need to be more patient because this girl is still learning. She's only had 11 months in the world. Who do you think she is? Mm -hmm. And who do you think you are expecting so much from her? Mm -hmm. So I then pull myself together again and I'm and I go I need to be more patient I need to be a way way more patient the the older she gets the more patient I need to be yeah because the more she learns or the more she's learning and growing and uh, testing boundaries and learning how to be cheeky learning how to spit you know like you got to learn how to spit it's yeah. not just yeah it doesn't she's come naturally a waterfall yeah a food of waterfall <laughs> Right. And and yeah, and so I I get that and I just have to pull myself together and it's the it's the 
momentary awareness that I have when things don't go my way. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for this podcast episode, episode number... Numero four. Four. The struggles of a man and a woman. Please leave a comment and, of course, subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you have any questions to ask us, comment down below. Let us know. We'll see you next week on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, 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 o